0: Dedication page of Swami Kriyananda's book, The Path, appears the following account. A group of Paramhansa Yogananda's disciples had gone with him to see a movie about the life of Gyandev, a great saint of medieval India. Afterwards, they gathered and listened to the master explain certain subtler aspects of that inspiring story. A young man in the group mentioned another film he had seen years earlier in India about the life of Mirabai, a famous woman saint. If you'd seen that movie, he exclaimed, you wouldn't even have liked this one. The Guru rebuked him. Why make such comparisons? The lives of great saints manifest in various ways the same one God. The Bible contains a similar account in the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 9. And John said, Master, We saw one casting out devils in thy name, and we forbade him, because he followeth not with us. And Jesus said unto him, Forbid him not, for he that is not against us is for us. The more central a truth, the greater the number of contexts in which it can be applied. Truth is like a pure white light containing within itself the full spectrum of the rainbow. Let no one tell you what your path to God ought to be. Many are the paths. Select your own according to the dictates of your own nature, no matter how out of step that puts you with other people. Sri Krishna in the third chapter of the Bhagavad Gita states, Trying even unsuccessfully to fulfill one's own spiritual duty, dharma, is better than pursuing successfully the duties of others. Better death itself in the pursuance of one's own duties. The pursuance of another's duties is fraught with spiritual danger. Thus, through Holy Scripture, God has spoken to mankind.
1: We usually read from Whispers from Eternity at this point in the service. But I'm going to read the dedication page of Whispers from Eternity by Paramahansa Yogananda. Dedicated unto all the soul temples of Christians, Muslims, Buddhists, Hebrews, Hindus, and others. Wherein the cosmic heart throbs equally always. And unto the multicolored lamps of all true teachings in which shine the same one White flame of God, and unto all churches, mosques, viharas, tabernacles, and temples of the world, wherein our one Father dwells impartially in the fullness of his glory. So, We're supposed to talk about the many true paths to God, and it is an amazing reality that on our path we realize that there is only one reality. And all these paths that we have, however wonderful, including ours, are really just ways to get to the realization that we are one. We are part of God. We've always been part of God. This whole duality is an unreality. And the paths are seemingly very different. And I grew up in a Catholic background and there's wonderful teachings in the Jewish faith and Hinduism, Hinduism has tremendous variation among its many adherents. There are Sufis, there are shamans, there's a whole lot of variation. From the outside it looks like there's a lot of different ways to God, but there really aren't. Because all human beings lift their energy from the base of the spine to the point between the eyebrows. And in that transition is the realization of the self. But with the realization of the self, the duality, the maya, dissolves. Vanish the veils of light and shade. The whole duality is gone in an instant. And so the same experience is pursued by Buddhists, (coughs) Zen masters, people that don't even have a name for their practices. That's fine too because the names don't count in the end. What counts is the experience. And so it is true that there are many paths to God, but the realization and the experience that is attained by the masters of every faith is one experience. Samadhi is Satori, is Nirvana, is these other descriptions. And for a very intelligent person like Swami Kriyananda, he can write about the differences in those states. That's completely beyond me. I have no idea what the differences are. The real, what I know is that you realize that you are a part of all that is. And so all the different paths lead in that one direction. And it is the greatness of Babashi, Lahiri Moshai, Jesus Christ, Teshuar Master, that they point out that all paths lead to God. There is no better path. There's a tremendous amount of nonsense in religion in this era. If you read the Yuga's book, you'll understand why. But the fact is that we're a very confused time and space and planet. And there's much argument about this religion and that religion, mostly by the adherents of that religion. <laughs> claiming that all other religions are bad. But we'll be the first ones to say that we're a good religion but we're not the best religion. It all comes down to realization. And the practices that we need are varied because of the construction that we have given to our delusion. We've got ourselves into a good mess and the way out is different. And so The different paths put a little different emphasis because of when Buddha came, he gave certain Buddhist-like teachings. When Christ came, people were too much into the law not enough love. He gave them a lot of love vibrations. Uh, When Master came in the modern era, he saw that this was Drapara and a tremendous change would occur. Look at the world we live in compared to 1893 when Master was born. Look at the computers and the internet and all these things. The consciousness, the very fact that we teach, with many other uh, paths, that there is one God and all religions go to that God. That wasn't a popular thought in the Crusades. That wasn't a popular thought a long time ago. That wasn't. That isn't a popular thought right now in places in Mississippi. So it's a question of our understanding and the time we're in, and the delusion we're in. And so there's different paths. And whichever path you're drawn to, and your heart will tell you, your Guru will come to you, you'll feel that, and you'll just be Buddhist. (laughs) So your job then, if you realize that the Buddha has the way for you, is to be a good Buddhist. And if your job is to be a Hindu, be a good Hindu. If your job is to be a Christian, be a good Christian. Because in attunement with a true master, one transcends the limitations of the religion and the limitations of the form and goes beyond that. And that is what Master brought, is the teaching and the understanding that all paths lead to one goal, and that the Masters never argue with each other. It's the disciples. They're always arguing about this is better or that's better. The Masters never argue. They're in that state of oneness. If you can imagine yourself as a Master, which is our first practice for the day, you should be imagining yourself as a master. Every day, master said, read the poem Samadhi. True. But he, then he said, and imagine yourself in that state. Put yourself in Samadhi. So you're a master now. So if you look back, and you see that the Catholics are praying the rosary, well, that's a good thing. And the Hindus are doing their Artes. Well, that's a good thing. And then the Buddhists are being Buddhist. <laughs> they're, they're realizing that nothing is everything and everything is nothing. It's, it's very beautiful. But you're in the light. You're in that unit of consciousness. And you look back at the duality and you see that they're all coming very quickly to you, to your light, to your oneness, to join you in that feast of joy. Well, you'd only celebrate there wouldn't be any problem. Say, oh no, I don't want the Christians to get here that way. Why don't you go over and get the Talmud and study that quickly, quickly, stop that that you're getting here too quickly. No, no, no. And say, come quickly. Everyone come. And in that approach of the light, clarity comes. And respect for other paths. And so Master dedicated his book in that way. And that's our job, is to find that path which is our own, and then pursue it. Now, for many of us, we're disciples of one path, Paramahansa Yogananda. For those of you who are not, please don't feel offended, understand I'm talking in that, in that vein. But for those of us who are disciples of Paramahansa Yogananda, we also have the advantage of using the different aspects of the path and the different aspects of other paths because they're all part of one path. So our job as disciples is to keep our spiritual life vibrant, dynamic, and alive. To keep up our spiritual pace and not to let ourselves lag. And that is an art in itself. Swami Kriyananda's book of Raja Yoga is called The Art and Science of Raja Yoga. The science is in the book. The art is that individual rhythm and that creative flow that you, as an individual disciple, need to find that keeps you going along rapidly on the path. And we see, even among the great saints, even in the life of Kriyananda and all of us here, that at various times in our lives, we need to change the emphasis of our sadhana. We need to meditate with more joy. Sometimes we just, our joy level is just going down. Our, our, our wisdom is high but our joy is down. We have to spruce it up a little. We have to spike it with a little joy. We have to chant. We have to use those techniques, those aspects of the techniques that get us back moving quickly in a balanced and harmonious way. And, you know, Yogananda said, um, you could use two percent of what I teach and find God. Now at various times he said ten percent. I figure he said ten when early in the going and two towards the end. About Probably about 1951-52 he's like, you could use two percent of what I've given you. Because he just kept dealing it out. You could do this. You could you could have a long meditation. You could chant. You could do this chant. You could uh, serve in this way. You could uh, uh, fast on orange juice, you could, you know, all these these things. He just kept dealing it out. There's not enough time in a 24-hour day to do what he said to do every day. So you've got to start with the basics. You got to do, Sa, Om energization and Kriya. Yes, chanting's half the battle. Good, but what do you chant? Chant those chants that move you along. Sometimes we just get a little dry. Chant joy, 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 ever new joy. Chant it for a whole day if you need to. Chant it for a whole week. But keep your spiritual life dynamic. Keep the presence of the Masters happening in your life. And on some level... That may be, as it said in the reading, out of step with others. Not totally out of step, but just different emphasis. Some of us need to serve more. Some of us need to meditate more. Some of us need to tithe more. Some of us need to chant more. You may need to chant more or less. There's an interesting quote that Kriyananda gave Jyotish recently, or at one point. Jyotish was asking him about prayer, and Swami Kriyananda said, I rarely pray with words anymore. This is the man who's written like 120 books or something, but he's in a different phase now. He's in a different phase of his spiritual life, of his relationship with Master. This is what I mean. is just you have to change it up. Maybe it's time for you to help the schools, volunteer in the schools because you need to work with children. Maybe it's time to help with something else. You decide. I can't tell you what to do. You know. Master will tell you. God will help you. But just be open and be energetic and keep it alive. Keep it moving. If it's getting boring, there's something wrong with your sadhana. It's not the outside world. Circumstances are neutral. But make it alive. Make it joyful. We go through seasons. We're just beginning fall. We're beginning the change of the outer world. These are the, This is the natural evolution. But the path doesn't change. What changes is what we do on the path. If you're going from here to North San Juan, you might be able to ride a dirt bike some of the way, but then when you come to the creek, you're going to have to swim across the creek. Well, spiritually, you're moving towards self-realization, but maybe you need to... Go to Sunday service every week. Maybe you need to have an all-day meditation. Group meditation is a wonderful way to keep your consciousness tuned in to the larger family, to the larger joy. Think of what you can contribute to morning sadhana. Think what you can contribute to Sunday service. Think what you can give. Maybe not what you get. Because by giving, you receive. By giving and making the masters real, you feel their presence. You realize they're alive. They're with you all the time. A couple of weeks ago, I think, I think it was a couple of weeks. Yeah, it was a couple of weeks. We had a celebration of the masters. And we had uh, little talks on the masters. And we had the uh, relics of the masters. So in the room are relics. This is what Lahiri, this is the bowl that Lahiri used. And it, this, is the, the, this is this thing that Lahiri touched, that Babaji touched, pictures of the masters. You walk into that room and suddenly you're reminded of the goal. I am a part of all that is. I am a being of light, like Lahiri. They are not limited by time and space. They didn't die a long time ago. They live. They're with us all the time. Babaji's right, right here with you. Master. Keep that consciousness in mind. Remind yourself. So we have satsang. Monday is Lahiri's Mahasamadhi. Friday is Lahiri's birthday. We have celebration of that. Throw some celebrations into your life. Maybe your life's getting dull. We had a celebration of the Masters. We had a celebrated Swami Kriyananda's discipleship. Something to just keep you constantly aware that in your work, in your play, in your relationship, in your sadhana, the masters are with you. That consciousness is not far away from you. master said don't let the thought that you don't have God be a part of your consciousness. Hold the thought, Hong Sa. The first technique we teach, Hong Sa. What's it mean? I am spirit. I am spirit. Just repeat that over and over again. And keep it aware. And then when you go to work, if work is getting dull, energize work bring in some concept at work that allows you to see these customers, this is God. We used to run a bookstore called East West Bookstore and we would stand behind the counter and say, okay, God's coming in. Here he comes. First customer. Okay, who is it? Babashi? Who is that? Okay, what can I do for them? How can I make them happy? What can I serve them? What can I do for them? Next customer. Who's this? Who's this? How can I help them find God? How can I give them something in this store? How can I share? Your customers, your friends, your job. If it's working with plants or cars, books, numbers, cell phones, <laughs> buzzers, the security department, whatever it is, it's God. It's God. It's all God. That's the consciousness of the masters. And that's what we need to keep alive. You draw from the different paths. You, d- you read inspiring stories of the great masters and you take from them, as Master did, aspects of their devotion, of their kindness, of their compassion of their sweetness, of their dedication, of their deep meditation. And you continually churn that into the batter of your life to make happy cookies, to make yourself full of joy. And if, whenever you feel yourself falling off, you realize, you look around and you see your brothers and sisters. This is the advantage of satsang. I had an interesting assignment about a month ago. Tasha and Maria and I were supposed to give a class. The topic of the class was self-effort versus the grace of the guru. I was thinking about self-effort. I came to a stark realization. I have no worldly friends. I have hundreds of friends. I have 200 people live here. I have friends in Sacramento. I have friends in India. I have friends in Italy. I have friends in Seattle, Portland. I have no friends that are worldly. I have no one whose self-effort is towards greed or lust or power. You read about those things, and all the scriptures tell you, oh, it's terrible to have worldly thoughts and materialistic friends and all that. I don't have any worldly friends. I have hundreds. I have thousands of friends, but every one of them is making a self-effort towards self-realization. is why World Brotherhood Colonies are useful on the spiritual path. I don't know anyone that gets up in the morning and thinks about themselves. They think about how can I serve? How can I do my job? How can I do whatever it is? Work in Masters Market? uh, Do the books for the community? Work in the be a doctor? Whatever it is. I have friends that are all professions but none of them is self-centered. What an enormous opportunity. What an amazing blessing. If nothing else, think of that this week when you get bored. <laughs> think about how wonderful it is to live in a community where everyone is seeking God, where everyone is seeking self-realization. Read the poem Samadhi every day. Visualize yourself in that state. Meditate. Do Kriya. Feel the power and the presence of the masters. Reread the autobiography of a yogi. If you haven't done it lately, read it again. Reread the new path. Read the essence of the Bhagavad Gita. Read books. But for each of us, maybe you're better off with whispers. Maybe you just need some poetry. Sing Swami's songs. Sing the oratorio songs. Sing the songs for little children. Sing happy songs if you're sad. Sing serious songs if you're too happy. <laughs> but find that balance. <laughs> yeah, the, the one where Jesus is getting ready for Gethsemane. That's <laughs> that's, that'll straighten you up. <laughs> but the point is, it's a balance. And you've got to find that balance. You've got to find that rhythm. When you're really, really tired, take a day off. Go to the river. In the river thou art restless, in the ocean thou art grave, in the mountain thou art high. Feel, see, use your eyes to see beauty, to see truth, to feel love, to watch the dance of God loving God that is the human experience. And when seen from that point, it's like Master's view of the world. The world wasn't really beautiful between 1893 and 1952. It was the same old stuff. But what Master saw was God loving God. That's our job. God bless you all.